This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Forever. Dog. So, you're telling me. Yes, for, for the sake of this bit, uh, every time my family went on vacation, we would sing 99 bottles of beer on the wall with actual beer bottles, and we would save the empties uh, for pee bottles. Pee bottles? Gross. Well, they got to get down to Epcot fast. No, I know. Right, like the diaper astronaut lady. Mm-hmm. So, you're telling me that Smart. the Boehms are on vacation... Yeah, it was very smart. I never said the astronaut lady was not smart. Oh, no, no, I don't no, think yeah. anybody had a single note that. about that. Yeah, no. She was smart and she was determined in love, smart and in love. The astronaut diaper lady story. Now, back to the Boehms on vacation. Yes. Every they... time they they finish a verse, mm-hmm. which, as you know, is a short verse. No bridge in that song, by the way. No, the bridge is the one that you fall off of because the car. Wrecks. Yes. Yeah, that's the only bridge you got to worry about on that trip. So you're telling me that Brett's family finishes, polishes off a bottle of beer every every line of that. Well, we've song. been we've been drinking since the morning, since like eight, and then when yeah. we're ready to start so singing what, the song, how many, right? How my, many bottles are in the car when you get into the car? This, this well, we, start off, we start full, off with full. nine. We start off with ninety nine optimistically, yeah. and then full but, bottles in the yeah. car. Yeah, yeah well, no, on the they're all on the wall. First of all, <laughs> the ninety nine <laughs> bottles of beer are on the wall, and that's some wall that they've got so in that wait, house. So there's not a oh, so we're this is about before they even get in the car. It's a camper. It doubles as a home. do if i had an ice cream shop i would have instead of buckets of ice creams that i would scoop out of mm-hmm. i would have like 10 different ice cream cakes in front of me okay and then you'd say i want a scoop of cookie puss please or i want mm-hmm. a scoop oh my of God, this is brilliant is this a good idea this is this and- is not a good idea this is a great idea for because sometimes you want ice cream more than just a scoop mm-hmm. and you don't want a sundae Sometimes you want a nice right. ice cream cake, but you, you don't want, want a, a whole you cake. Want a, you want a scoop of ice. So I would scoop and I would make sure I, that would be the slogan of my ice cream store. It'd say the scoop will always hit the cardboard. I will get okay. from the top because the other, you know what I love about ice cream cake is the frosting because it's not ice cream, but it's mm-hmm. ice cream like. Yeah. And um, I will say at every scoop at Julie's ice cream cake scoopsery scoopery yeah will have the equivalent of a full intact slice of ice cream cake and you can get you can get like three scoops from three different cakes the difference between my product and some you know 
like competitor that says, mm-hmm. oh, we can deconstruct. We'll give you a scoop of ice cream. And then we've got those crunchies. Those crunchies are loose. Mine are packed. First of all, those crunchies are probably one of the 10 greatest inventions in human history. Ice cream yeah. cake crunchies. Ice cream cake crunchies are the act breaks of something. Of life. I guess. What about this? Because yes. you take the ice cream cake. You're guaranteeing. Oh, one more thing. Besides the frosting that I love, the like the gel, whatever they're using to say happy birthday on it. Mm-hmm. Heaven above. Anyway, go ahead. I would say for my dream ice cream place, and mine would be called What's a Scoop? See, that's the name of my place. What's a Scoop? Comma, see, question mark. Mm-hmm. You take that ice cream cake, which is an ingenious idea, because ice cream cake is being sold as just like a block of a thing that you got to you got to have six people if you're going to go buy an ice cream. cake. Oh, and not to mention, you have to have something to celebrate in this yeah. in this economy. Good luck. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, not a whole lot to celebrate around here lately. But if you bought if you could get a slice of ice cream cake or a scoop, because hear me out, if you're going to scoop it, it's going to be even more packed. and. Mm-hmm. As I, I will return to my original point, which is that crunchies that aren't packed are a waste of time. But this we're is talking about thing. crunchy dense, dense, yeah. the destiny it, of crunch density. My pitch is you cut a slice of the ice cream cake. Okay. As if you cut cake. Okay. And then you put a scoop of ice cream on top of the ice cream cake that would be contrapunctal to the flavor <laughs> of whatever the ice cream cake is. Something that would. So- Something that would, if you had a, if you had like a chocolate ice cream cake, yeah, and you put a nice slice of that as if it was a slice of chocolate cake. I hear exactly what you're talking about. And what I am getting the sense of is here's the scoop C is selling ice cream cake a la mode. Exactly. And then you put like a toasted almond scoop on a chocolate, oh, a, a slice little- of it's a, a little fancy. It's a little fancy for my taste. Well, I'm talking that's how about we the, do it at What's a Scoop, see? Well, well my my place, which is mm-hmm. called uh, Soup to Nuts. No, mm-hmm. that's a bad. Scoop to Nuts? Scoops to Nuts. Scoops to you. Scoops mm-hmm. to you. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about it's called Scoops of Cake, you 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 pig? What if it, yeah, what if it's called Scoops of Cake? That's right. I said Scoops of Cake, you pig. Yeah, that's something like, right. So mine, my guarantee, my story, and listen, I'm not saying I have to have the shop across the street from yours, and I'm not saying this is a competition because I'd prefer this is a collaboration yes, personally. Mm-hmm. But my guarantee, just to make sure that people know the difference between my store and your store, there will be no square, there will be there will be no squares. Everything will be round. Okay. Interesting. Scoops of cake. Have you ever Scoops. eaten cake with a spoon, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. Have I eaten this, cake with a spoon? This week? I think I've eaten this week? I think I've eaten cake. I think I've eaten I think I've eaten cake with a with a, a marker. I've eaten Okay, cake. so here's my I'm question. Like, let's all I've, go around I've, and so say what we have let's all go around and say what we have not eaten cake with. Like I've eaten utensil cake with wise. a straw. I know I've used a straw in some <laughs> capacity to to eat a dessert. I said this is what you have not used to eat cake. I'll go first. Well, I'm taking straw off the table for me personally. Colander. I haven't used the colander. Mm-hmm. I have not you know used why? You why? know why? Don't want to lose any of them sprinkles. No. 
I have not used uh, a DVD or Blu-ray to eat. Now, are uh, you talking dessert. about the disc or the case with the disc inside of it? I don't think I've used any part of I've eaten on top of Blu-ray cases. Like I've well, used what if, trays. <laughs> Here's just just for future reference. If you're in need, you take off the plastic for one of your Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. You put that on your hand like it's saran wrap. And then you just you like, you know, Froggy goes a courtin'. Tommy goes a scooping. Mm, that's pretty good. I like that. Brett, like would you it. like to share what you have not used to eat cake with? Or are you, I don't know, uh, better than us? Yeah. I mean, I, but this is things that you haven't eaten. To, so you're not really revealing yes. anything about yourself here. Okay. I think, okay, well. Well, how about as a hand-in-hand thing, Julie? What's what's your lowest moment in terms of that you have used? I don't. I think anytime I'm eating cake is pretty much a low moment for mm-hmm. me. It's mm-hmm. an, and high at the same time, but I will say the most satisfying unconventional, maybe it's not unconventional, unconventional, unconventional. This is the best way to have a piece of cake. You take a bowl, ideal, and, and I'm and I'm sorry for the environment in this statement. I'm I apologize, but a paper bowl, and mm-hmm. you take a plastic spoon and you go at it. And the scraping of that plastic spoon up against the paper bowl will leave no trace of icing left behind. Yeah, this yeah. is my foolproof method for making sure. And by the way, you you can use this with a cupcake. You take that cupcake, you just mm-hmm. plop it down on its head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you you're would, in a bowl now. You'd think when you look at that bowl afterwards, you'd think a dog came through here, right? You'd be like, a dog wiped that bowl clean. A sometimes dog, you get a food yeah. bowl. You eat dinner or yeah. something, and you got a bowl. You say a dog every once in a while. Here, you close it out. <laughs> you close it out, fuzzy. But the problem and then the with, dog yeah. comes in, and then you look at that bowl, and sometimes you're like, I got to make sure to differentiate. This bowl looks clean. I could right. eat food out of this. I could accidentally use this like it's a clean bowl. Right. They trick. That's how they trick you. I think it's almost like a dog, but the spoon. It would be like if a dog had a spoon, had a spoon like a scrapey tongue. Hmm. Brett, it's your turn. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure I haven't eaten a cake with like a you know with a shoe or a sandal. Um, <laughs> even okay. though even though sure. the shape Although, certainly lends say, itself to yeah, and, you know and a big, you know tivas with tivas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those you could strap a tiva to your face and scoop up if you use your chin like a feed to, bag. Yeah, like a feed bag or a muzzle. Mm-hmm. The Hannibal Lecter. When they wheeled him in, <laughs> in that thing. That's uh, for his birthday? Yeah. They just strap like a, they strap a a, 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 a sandal to his face and for his birthday. And then he has like, to be like, are you one? Are you two? Are you three? Are you four? Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that the cake is vegan. And he said, that's like a boomer joke which we're, we'll get into in a moment generationally yeah. but but boomers being like but Hannibal's like this is vegan and then what if they're like singing happy birthday to Hannibal like and then suddenly they yeah. look and they like then they're like why is that one cop not singing happy birthday to him and then they realize it's like oh he's got the face of the Sergeant Joe Pembry <laughs> Sergeant Joe Pembry they realize it's Sergeant Joe Pembry 
This is Sergeant Joe Pembry we're giving CPR to right now. Who would you rather hang out with? Julie Klausner, co-host of Double Threat, the podcast that's happening right now. Woohoo! Um, Double Threat. Who'd you rather hang out with? Sergeant Joe Pembry mm. or the Kitchener boy from Jaws? Is Joe Pembry dead? Yeah, I think I think Hannibal Lecter's got his face on. So I'll hang out with Joe Pembry. Nice okay. and quiet. You That's don't want to hang out with the Kitchener boy? <laughs> um, the one who gets eaten out in the out in the like the Kitchener boy. Yeah, that Kitchener boy got a good I haven't seen Jaws in a long time. Um yeah, it's a, it's good. Who would you rather? Who would you rather hang out with? I'd rather hang out with the Kitchener boy, because then I could ask him, uh, "What's it like to get eaten by a shark?" That's more interesting than what's it like to be eaten by Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sure, because you know I've seen uh, humans. Humans are less fascinating than sharks for me. Sir Anthony Hopkins is fast. You clearly don't follow his Instagram. I don't. Also, I think it's He's Jim Jim Pembry. Jim Pembry. That's Sergeant Jim Pembry. God damn it! Give him mouth to mouth right now. Sergeant Jim Pembry names mouth to mouth. And sorry, I'm not it's trying good. to be a know it all. I just no, no, we, it's we, okay. We, we, we got pilloried, yeah. pilloried online this week uh, for not for what is this? Uh, pretty fly for a rabbi. Pretty fly for a rabbi. Uh, uh, it is a Weird Al Yankovic song that we were sort of circling around. Uh, apparently, to the to the to the, to the torture of our our listeners. Um, this might be a good thing, Tom, that we use in future episodes, which is that we circle around something that we either do or don't know, but get mm-hmm. close to it and never figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it drives people insane, but maybe that's like user engagement or something. Yeah, because if we did a thing where we're like, "Oh man, what's the name of that Beatles song?" It's one's like na 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 na. Yeah, it's hey like, something, and I'm just like, and we're just right. like, oh, we cannot remember. And people are like, I think it's listening. hey boobs. I think <laughs> it's like yeah, J J boobs. Or if we're just like, yeah, it's like hey Jeff, and we're just like. Oh, that's yeah. right. And you're like, yeah, it is. Hey, Jeff. And then yeah, people are George like, no, Harrison, George it's Harrison, <laughs> George Harrison wrote it for Paul's dog. Yeah. And it's just like, his sheep George dog. didn't write it. It was people's- his sheep dog. He was like, that's Whoa. Martha. That's <laughs> Martha, my dear. They're getting it all wrong. So pretty, pretty fly for a rabbi does exist. And it's from Weird Al. Do we want to listen to it or will it hurt my 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 feelings as a person of the Jewish persuasion? I don't think we got to listen to it. All right. Well, we won't listen to it then. People are mad. Look, people I, are getting I, madder and madder. I will say I would I would assume Weird Al would would have some. I don't think exactly you it's going to be like be insensitive. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like it's not going to go full proud boy. On they us. weren't blasting that at Charlottesville. Uh Pretty fly for a rabbi with their tiki torches. How we should do like a where are they now on double threat with our fun friends from Charlotte's. Our fun friends (laughs) checking in with our fun friends. And here's a we got that one guy who looked really scary with the torch, the sweaty guy with the short hair. The one. Show me that. Show me that guy. I don't remember that guy. This is the cover. The cover boy. That's the one. That one. Face. God. Jeez. Looks like he just like something just happened to his body for the first time and he's really surprised by it and reacting to it. What is it? 
They unite the right. I mean, has Home Depot just gone back to like not having these behind a sliding glass door? You can anyone can get a tiki torch, right? That's the that's the beauty of them. It's the beauty of tiki torches. They these these clowns tried to redefine what a tiki torch could be. And uh, I will say one thing about the Charlottesville thing. There were not a lot of uh, mosquitoes there that day. They did a great job with those citronella torches. There was a lot of hate in the air, not a lot of mosquitoes in the air. (laughs) (laughs) What if I showed up at that with like one of those like tabletop citronella candles, like the ones in the little glass uh-huh. and i'm or just the like little pails. I, couldn't, I couldn't get a tiki torch they ran out but i did get this or you um, going hot, around oh, hot hot ooh, hot <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to carry this apparently this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When do you guys head to Terralingua again? Oh, for the uh, International Chili Championships? That'd be the uh, first week of November. Oh, you guys are going to have a blast. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, stop so saying you guys. I wish I could make it. I've I've tried to move so many things around to join you so that we could have the, the trio I'm there. Not yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. We'll keep a room. We'll keep a room for you, just in case. I'm not going. There's no we here. I'll you want to say the royal we. I'll zoom in. I'm not going. I'm going to I'm going to be with Brett's baby. Brett's baby and I are going to like I'm going to like teach it how to do makeup. Do you know cool. the Brett's going to be win. like That's what is my... for me? I was going to say like have you ever makeup tutorials? I will say I have had the opportunity recently to draw eyebrows on a baby and it's really fun. Was it like really? Adam's family values? Uh I well I haven't I haven't done the mustache yet, but I have mm-hmm taken because it was like a blonde baby anyway and i was really okay. frustrated that her eyebrows were just completely washed out and i was like i said to the mother i said do you mind if i and i just grabbed my pencil and i just went at it and she looked i mean she looked a lot younger well uh, speaking like a, of babies uh as we had like a deant wood vibe going until you drew those uh eyebrows he had a on. what he had a what vibe deant wood who? Oh yes. The, oh, I like her haircut, but yes. No, mm-hmm. it was uh it was um yeah, D it was D baby wood. I like that baby from Adam's Family Values, little Gomez looking baby. Little, little Gomez, little Gomez baby is cute. I like 
that the only whole... reason I'm bringing this up, by the way, is because Brett tried to go, speaking of the thing. <laughs> and you didn't like that. No, I just figured I'd add a new subject in. So, yeah, so he had a little mustache. Don't worry, a I'll, little, find okay. I'll find a, a new one. A little slick down comb over. Well, that's, yeah, but I'm thinking of what Brett's baby will have, like, a little goatee. He'll mm. have little headphones on. Mm-hmm. He'll have, like, kind of longish hair already. Yeah, we'll have a... Uh, uh, and he'll go, like, speaking of being born... <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. Brett, what? What? If, you, if you buy your baby some dumb Atlanta Hawks merchandise, if. I'm going to intervene. Hawk baby. Oh, this is my, I got my baby a Kent Bazemore jersey. <laughs> what if he gets a, what if Brett gets a t-shirt that says, mm-hmm. I'm, walk, I'm watching my baby like a hawk. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, more about, great. It's more about yeah. him being like a hawk mm-hmm. dad. Mm-hmm. What if it said, would have said, my daddy's never seen the Hawks win in his lifetime. Maybe I will. <laughs> like a shirt that just says that. My daddy wasn't around for when they won in St. Louis in 1958. But when they were the St. Louis Maybe Hawks, there's hope for me. Maybe um, there's hope for me. Yeah. What if we get Brett before he goes to Terralingua without me, Tom? I'm not going. Well, of course you're not purpose. traveling together. TBD. Brett's in L.A. TBD. You're no, I'm not from going. JFK. I'm not. No, I'm. Please, I, my fate should be as, 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 as splendid as the real JFK's. Going you're into good, this. This is what you're going to say. You're going to be at LaGuardia. If I if say, I end up in Texas, I will mm-hmm. pray for what happened to JFK in Texas. <laughs> over <laughs> over attending this thing. Mm-hmm. What I was going to pitch is that you and I chip in. We yeah. get Brett a shirt. It says. Being dad version 2.0. Yeah. Being a glazed dad. Right. Are you going to enter the beans, con- the, the beans portion of the competition? Or are you just doing chili? I, I mean, think you should enter beans. I have not qualified for the competition yet. I'm going to be a have judge. Qua- you are or I thought you were already admitted. I mean, they're pretty, they let anybody be a judge, but you got to really be top of the line to be a competitor. So I'm going to so try to see. what have you been see, doing you know. to practice? Yeah. Oh, I've been practicing. I've been You've working been on ma- it. You made chicken and zaytar last week. Why haven't you been making beans a la bread? Bread beans. Beans a la bread. You call bread. them breans. Well, yeah. if I put beans in it, I'm definitely not getting in because this is a no beans competition. I got to go pure Texas red. No, but red. There, are, there is a cat. Oh, my God. There's a category, and I want you to enter that category and see what this man, Brett Boehm, can do. Mm-hmm. With beans, two beans. Two beans or not two beans? <laughs> that is the question. Whether I suffer the glaze <laughs> that and is like That is of- like California man murdered by Texas yeah. people. California man's body found in Chile. <laughs> mystery yeah. writer to be like this is not this is the easiest mystery of all like how brett is saying oh you got to be a real big shot to get in in the thing or you could just or all you need is a folding table and you just set it up next to the other folding tables brett like, you know you're you better be? hey where's your permit people. where's your where's your like they're not gonna notice these chili people that's another guy with chili where's your papers what if what if you and I, Tom? Yeah. Stand on each other's shoulders and we wear a really long trench coat. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yes and that. And we put Jimmy Jazz as, as the head coming out of the top. He's on top of. I'll be on the bottom. Yep. You're I'll on my shoulders. I'll be in the middle. And Jimmy Jazz is on your head. And then the longest trench coat ever. Longest and trench then, coat ever. And right. Ra- <laughs> I would like to enter the chili competition. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's like it's almost done. They're like we're we're closed down, and mm. and then you as Jimmy Jazz goes. I have, you know, just one more. I'm sure you have room for one more. And they're like, what's your name? And then he goes, Chili Willy. And then he drops yeah. the coat. And then the three of us <laughs> all just yeah. run in different directions yeah, as run fast as we direction. can. Yeah. We just scatter. Run, get out of here. And then they're like, what was that? And we're like, we don't know. It costs a lot of money to fly here as a joke. Yeah. But when you're but- getting that one-way ticket from LaGuardia to Terralingua, which I think is one by way Ze- <laughs> by Zeppelin. I think that you'll be you'll be like out on the runway, like one of those yeah, weird. I feel airlines. like it's like you or covered. Like I think it's. Don't you think it's covered wagon? I think it will be a plane to a Zeppelin to a, a catapult, and that'll get like the catapult will get you to. They'll just like launch you like a boulder to Terralingua. So wait, what's your point? When I get there, then I'll meet up with you, Jimmy, and the big trench coat yeah, we'll, we'll do our, there, we'll do we'll our get, chili willy yeah. routine and they'll be like yeah there's a 12 foot <laughs> there's yeah. there's someone that's 12 feet high with a cat head and they want to know about yeah. entering the chili thing or something we're not even sure <laughs> what calling, they're calling themselves chili willy here's where my stupid brain is i'm having a hard time figuring out what hat jimmy should be wearing in this scenario yeah. i would go with a blacklist kind of uh Fedora, like, like a blacklist kind of fedora. That works because if he could be looking down at first, and they're mm-hmm. like name, and then his head raises, and you see that he has a cat face. Yeah, that'd be great. Like, you know, it'd be great. Also, is like you know when there's people that work these events that or work almost anywhere and are just so by the book that they don't use any logic. Like they'd be like, like they'd be like, they go to like the superior at the chili cookoff and be like. Yeah, uh, there's uh, someone named Chili Willie who is trying to get in on the competition. Like, Chili Willie? What? What do they look like? <laughs> like? Well, they're 12 feet tall and in a giant trench coat, and they have, and it's a cat's head, but the voice but, is no, coming from cat, lower. It's a, it's a cat's face. I can't tell if it's a cat because the ears are obscured. And the cat's wearing like a, like a red Reddington kind of fedora. <laughs> red reddington and then the supervisor's like what's the question exactly and then the the woman's like can i keep him yeah and then they look over and we're like whoa whoa because we're going over our balance (laughs) (laughs) then it's like two california men one new york woman murdered by yeah. Murdered by a horde of chili people. And then it says, it says semicolon eaten by cat. Mm-hmm. Eaten by, yeah. Death by cat. Well, uh, speaking like, of the, uh, the cycle old, of old, life. Oh, here we one go. moment. I just <laughs> have guy. to say one this thing. Guy. I have to say one thing. The final judge, not God, the final judge of the Terralingua chili contest, I think should be Jimmy Jazz. I would love that. I think it should end up just being like these tiny little food dishes of 
Because, I mean, it really is just cat food, isn't it? Not that people should be angry at me for saying mm-hmm. this. Not chi- I don't want chili people. I don't want to incur their wrath. Mm-hmm. But chili is basically pet food. It's ground meat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I w- I'm going to go to the Terralingua and just put Alpo in a pot and then be like, <laughs> be like, yeah, come get my chili. Mm. Mm. It's very, uh, very flavorful. You're going to win. And then I'll just win and then I'll say like I won and I'll whip out this can of Alpo and I'll just put it on a table. I'll be like, you people are all frauds. California man. <laughs> Wait, California man wicker mend by yeah. you. You guys are both going to get wicker mend if you go. Okay, that's fine. Well, we all got to go somehow. Yeah, well, I, we all, so. I agree with Brett. We all do have to go somehow. And speaking of going. <laughs> I, <laughs> no. What are you? What are you all? You're all hot what and bothered. Do you what do we say, gotta... Brett? Say what you want to say. Uh, well, speaking of Wicker Man, I got a, a twist. A twist uh, in the in the plot here for you. Uh, we're about to uh, uh, um, uh, welcome onto the show seven people. I got seven people in the waiting room. If you can believe this or not. Oh my god. Um, and uh, they all uh, represent uh, different generations they're all members of different generations starting from the the greatest generation all the way up to gen z we got somebody from every generation um so we're we're spanning the years spanning the arc of time uh and uh with these guests coming on now uh this was this was in response to last week we had you know Reference the notion and passing of doing something called Ask a Millennial on the show, mm, where we yeah. got the perspective of someone born in, I don't know what the years are, someone younger than us. And then we thought it might be interesting to have, uh, to sort of just turn this into a bloodbath, turn this into mm-hmm. something where we pit fellow human beings against each other. And so uh, Brett was kind enough to wrangle representatives from each of these generations and we're going to pit them against each other and see who besides the audience wins. Okay. I did not, did not prep anybody for that. <laughs> okay. Well, they, they don't, honestly, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't even know. I, look, I'm improv. I'm, I come from an improv background. I'm very good at going. Right, with here we go. Flow. Battle to the death. Uh, the generation Battle to the death. Here they come. Tom mm, is also these. good at improv. Yes, and I, I am. Here we go. Yes, and. Yes, and I'm also good at. Uh, first word, last word. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. This is Look a, at this beautiful, this beautiful rainbow of. Hi, thank you for thank you for joining us, everyone. It's very exciting. We're so flattered to have all of you here today. Thank you for taking the time. Do we want to go around and, and you just introduce yourself and, and say what your name is and what generation well, you're why don't from. We, can we do the or, generations in order? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so we're starting with uh, the greatest generation uh, represented uh, by the wonderful Peg. Peg, we have with us here re- representing Hi, the greatest generation. Welcome to the show, Peg. I beg to differ with your definition. I don't think I'm the greatest generation and certainly not the greatest representative of it. But um, I think the greater generation would have been my parents' generation who... For example, my father was born in 1899, my mother in 1903. My dad, at age 40, with a bad leg and four kids, tried to enlist in the Army for World War II. They wouldn't take wow. him. My parents threw the four kids and the dog in the Model A Ford 
and drove to California and got jobs in the defense plant. So it changed our lives. But I personally had nothing to do with it. Peg, I'm sure that you've got your own. Uh, Peg, I'm sure you've done some great things in your life, though. Well, you can define them as great. You know? I survived. I raised three kids. Fabulous. That's amazing. Well, so we appreciate you joining us today. This is very exciting and very flattering. So thank you for taking the time. Welcome to the show, Peg. Thank Who's you. next, Brett? So next up, we've got uh, Steve. Steve up next. Hey, I am the baby boomer generation. So here's my reveal. Oh, yeah. Oh. Steve is looking good. Thank you. Oh, How are let's you, see Steve? if I can get these headphones back on. These are my daughter's headphones. So. And Steve, you're a, uh, you're a boomer? I what am that, indeed a boomer. I'm 68 years old. What does that mean to old. you? What does, what does that mean? mean to you? Yeah. Uh, it means to me that um, I am in an in-between generation where I have to care for an elderly parent. My father is 96 years old. I'm here at his residence. Uh, it means I'm getting older in life. I just had uh, um, angiography done just uh, Thursday. I can show you the scars of, on my radial insertion and, uh, and I'm well. And uh, mm -hmm. I had a couple of stents put in and I'm better for it. Yeah. And uh, it means I have uh, children who are in their uh, mid-20s and uh, the joy of my life. Awesome. And you like the Beatles, Steve? Uh, I was not a great Beatles fan. I was, I was uh, different from many others of my generation coming up. I was into classical music, folk music. And uh, um, kind of stayed away from what was popular until I got to college. And then sure. everything shifted. Cool. Sure. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Steve. It's a pleasure to meet you. And then what's next, Brett? All right. Next up, we've got uh, Allison. Allison up next. Is she representing? Generation X. Yes! It's the home team. This is the home team, Allison. How are you, Allison? What does being Gen X mean to you? Mentally, I'm 20 and my body feels 80. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, you know, it's a weird time because I grew up, I was born in 75. So I'm used to reruns of really good TV shows from the 60s and 70s. And then you had all the 80s TV shows and movies. And we had great music. But my brother listened to classic rock. He didn't really listen to like newer stuff. And my sister was a deadhead. And I was the only one who was more experimental with music. So I listened to everything, whereas my parents were born in 42 and 43. So they were more into like doo-wop and rock and roll, like at the um, Brooklyn rock shows and stuff, seeing the Big Bopper. And then my mom is really into um, like the Pointer Sisters and that kind of music in the 80s. And my dad would listen to Julio Iglesias, which was really, really random. So he would listen to that or Frank Sinatra in the car. So I listen to a lot of eclectic music, but my music, I feel like, like I was listening to Nine Inch Nails and New Wave, but I liked the classic rock, like the Kinks, but not the Beatles or the Stones. Like sure, I, sure. you know what I mean? So, yep. and also we watched a lot of really weird films because we had cable in the early eighties with the 11, you know, uh, buttons, yep. mm -hmm. like yep. press two buttons, and you would get like the Playboy channel. 
even though you weren't supposed to watch it. And mm-hmm. my dad like would tape weird stuff. Like we had Excalibur and Porky's on the same VHS tape, which was a very weird thing to find as yeah. a kid. But I was glad yeah. to watch them. So well, and my first movie in the movie theater was um, uh, which we call Animal House. Got it. Get a babysitter. So at three, I saw Animal House. That was my first movie. So that's Generation X. Your parents let you do anything you wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they weren't helicopter parents back then. Right, no. right, right, right. Well, thank Sorry you. Sorry for talking too much. I'm just a little. No, no, no. Thank no, we're well, happy to so. have you. We're excited to be. We're excited to to have you with us. And then what's next? Bread of millennials. Next? Yes. Next up, representing millennials, uh, it's Alex. Hi, Alex, Alex. Hi. How are you? Uh, good. Thank Alex, tell us what us. being a millennial means to you. Uh, mostly the like dawn of this new tech era and kind of seeing, experiencing both sides of it, like not getting a cell phone until I was going to college versus kids having cell phones early now and uh, subscribing to zines, but, ne- but then kind of getting into message boards and yeah, just kind of having a really dramatic things happening and really pivotal parts of growing up, like coming into adolescence and then having like this war, ongoing war stuff or the Bush era stuff. And then when grad, when graduating from college into like a recession and I really think it really is like a weird, it's a weird generation to be in between, yeah. in between, in betwixt, in between. Uh, thank you for being here, Alex. And then, uh, well, uh, speaking Brett, of uh, we speak, have, well, speaking of in yes. between, we have I also we also have Abigail who is uh, in between, kind of like a a, a younger millennial pre Gen Z in between era. Yeah, so I was born in 1997, so I'm on the tail end of millennials, but I feel way too old for Gen Z, so I feel like I don't really fit in between either. Um, so like growing up, I had electronics when they kind of came out. So like I got the Wii in like elementary school. I got my first like iPhone in high school, but then I also had a college graduation via Zoom last year. So I feel like I'm right in between. Welcome. Welcome, Abby. You're in the right place. You found the right place. You will find a home today. And then finally, who is our who is our baby Zoomer? Who is our baby Zoomer? We got two representatives of the Gen Z Zoomer generation. Uh, We got Miriam and Veronica joining us. Hi. Miriam, Veronica, what you're you're joining us together? Are you besties? Is that what's going on? We are we you, came as a set. We only would do yeah. it if both of us were going. Is to this do a it. Zoomer? Is this a we, Zoomer thing? Is this a Zoomer we, thing that you're doing things with your besties all the time? I I feel like it is. I guess and we yeah. actually met. I mean, we met on like through Twitter, which I feel like is pretty Gen Z of us. You know, is, yeah. always on you know social media. Um, I mean, that's sort of, I feel like is what defines our generation. Maybe mm-hmm. unfortunately is just sort of yeah, like, you know, growing up, just having the internet so accessible and really being exposed to like anything just, you know, Over-exposed. whenever we wanted. Yeah. yeah. Veronica, you have a beautiful dog. You have a sleeping dog. Thank behind you. you. True or false? Yes. That is a sleeping dog. His name is Buddy. What? Buddy. <laughs> Buddy is representing Generation Dog. Buddy is representing Generation Z, 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 because that's the sound of snoring. 
So he's freaking. He's sleeping with his eyes open right now. Well, that's Ugh. terrifying, Veronica. <laughs> that? Um. So we thought this would be a fun opportunity to have a roundtable discussion about the differences between generations, and also see if you could, uh, if you guys wanted to turn against each other and start a fight. <laughs> and let's take a scenario. Like this one, your friend texts you or calls you. I had the worst day at work. How do you respond? Peg, do you want to start with this question? Somebody reaches out to you and says, I had the worst day at work. What do you what do you say to them? Tough. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all this complaining about work, you know, we were happy to have work in my generation. We didn't complain much. If it got too bad, you went out and found another job. (laughs) <laughs> sorry but that's the way it was no that's no, great that's great uh steve are you there will you give us uh well how would you respond to this your friend calls you and said i had the worst day at work how do you respond what's the what's the next thing you say tell me about it okay okay so you'd want to know what the deal is let's get into it and we'll hash it out yeah if if, if, if the person is truly my friend i want to know what's troubling her. Okay. And, uh, you know, be a good listener. Great. Who's next? Allison. Allison. I think I'm the same as Steve. I'd be like, oh, that really sucks. What happened? Tell me about it. You know, okay. you know, vent. So who, who would, who, who is next? Abby Alex? Or, uh, uh, Alex, Alex or Abby? is millennials. Yeah. Okay. Alex. Um, I would, well, if it was a text, I'd probably ask them if they would like a phone call or if they'd like to, go out and conspire against this person kind of like a nine to five situation where just mm-hmm. like fantasize mm. about more revenge. Yep. Outlandish revenge. Um, and I'd probably ask them which job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're saying that you would take it from the phone. You'd, you'd say like, is this an IRL opportunity is what you're saying, Alex? Yeah. Should we meet face to face? Depends on how upset they are, I guess. But. Okay. Got it. That's a great answer. Great. Now, now, Abby? This would probably be over text because I don't like to call people and my friends are very similar. So by the time I first get the text, I feel like she'll already be less angry just because it takes a little bit of time in between getting texts okay. and whatnot. And then I'd probably send her like a TikTok or like a meme or something to kind of like make her laugh about the situation. Um, maybe get her a little bit angry and then go from there. But again, this is probably taking 10 minutes or so. So by that time, she's probably over it. So you're de-escalating. Yes. Mm-hmm. What so kind of TikTok? Here? Yeah, sorry. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, you go. What kind of TikTok? I just want to know what kind of TikTok. Are we talking about a dog? Are we talking about something that's like, a, like, is it something having to do with her situation or just completely something for distraction? You know, that's up to TikTok whenever I open it. Yeah. So maybe it's related. Maybe it's just, I think, something she would like. TikTok's a logarithm has so much power. And, yeah. and Tom, just, just as a Tom. sidebar, who in the group, raise your hand, and I'll, we'll say who raised their hand, uh, where if you got an actual phone call from a friend, you'd be like, oh, no, something catastrophic just happened because no one would actually ever call me. Okay, we're getting hands from uh, Abby, uh, Veronica, and Miriam. That, that That's our younger millennial and Gen Z guests. I will say, however, when I get two phone calls at the same time from two different people... I am certain someone is dead. And mm-hmm. specifically, I am certain Steven Sondheim is dead. And I'm only saying that because I feel like <laughs> that's the 
That's the time I'm going to get more than one call at the same time. And by the way, God forbid, Kenahara, poo, poo, poo. This will, God willing, never happen. Anyway. So then finally we have Miriam and Veronica. For that question, how would you react? Um, I mean, like you said at first, I would be confused. What's work? What's a job? I'd have to get clarification on that. (laughs) And then... um, Probably because I'm nosy. I would just want to know what happened and hope that in the process of them explaining it, it would maybe, you know, calm them down, de-escalate and a little. You would also be able to figure out, like, some advice. I'm, like, a problem yeah. solver, so I yeah. always want to, like, fix the problem if I can fix the problem. So let's move on to real-life events, not virtual events. Um, Brett uh, came up with five scenarios and we were wondering which of these you remember where you were if any of them um we're gonna say pearl harbor the kennedy assassination the fall of the berlin wall i see veronica covering her face when she heard pearl (laughs) harbor started literally Covering um, your face was not even a twinkle in my parents' eye. 9-11, OJ verdict, and the La La Land Oscars mix-up. We would so, like we would like you to go around and and we'll go over each one if you remember more than one, and you could tell us where you were on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, is it okay if we start with you again, Peg? Are you all right being first out of yeah, respect? That's all right. I'm probably the only one. I'm sure I'm the only one who was there for all of them. Yes. Okay. You want to start with Pearl Harbor? I was a little kid in my kitchen. I remember a Sunday afternoon, my mother was ironing. My father was upstairs taking a nap. I and my three younger siblings were playing on the floor around my mother. The radio was on playing music. Suddenly came the announcement. My mother said, shh. And we all, shh. And then she went, said, stay here. She, I think she put the iron up, I hope, out of the way. We ran, she ran upstairs to tell my father. And then when she came down, she said something about Pearl Harbor. We didn't know this meant we were going into a long, terrible war. But I remember the moment because of my mother's panic. Um, wow. I don't need Can't... to describe everyone, but I remember mm-hmm. when Kennedy died, I was lying on the couch. I was pregnant. I was lying on the couch watching my little son, little son. And my neighbor across the street came running across. She said, do you have your TV on? I said, no. And she said, Kennedy's been shot. And I thought, oh, my God, you know. And then that was the beginning of a horrible, horrible week and a horrible time. I, I probably remember those more vividly than some yeah. others. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. I are, are there other events that, that we didn't list that were – what were other monumental events historically that you remember feeling like, oh, the world feels like it, it's going to be different from this point on? Well, certainly 9-11 was one. When I was out in California getting ready to go to a conference, my husband called up. It was like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning out there. And he said, turn on your TV. He was back east. And so I did and saw it happen. And the whole conference then disintegrated. And there were actually some people there who were annoyed that the conference wasn't going on. I remember a CEO of a big company was the speaker. And he and his entourage were very upset that we just canceled the meeting. We turned on the TV and watched all morning what was happening. Mm-hmm. 
this Yoko is telling us we should have watched his speech, which we infuriated. Do you us. remember what the conference was about, Peg? Yeah, it was institutional investors. It was a council of institutional investors. <laughs> Some of them, a lot of them worked in New York. Some of them had oh God, sons and friends and people working in those buildings. You know, it was like catastrophe brought home. And then this idiot speaker couldn't get over it that we can't <laughs> Oh, Peg, you are awesome. Thank you <laughs> we for, love you, Peg. That, this isn't a contest, has, but you won immediately yes, when you said. That, oh, I just felt yeah, the truth. I like the truth. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you found, Peg, that that as you have gotten older, what was your relationship to to just not being afraid to say whatever was on your mind? Did it was there were there points where you were just like, I'm just going to say it doesn't matter. What I don't, I'm just going to be myself. Has that been a constant thing for you? Yeah, I never was afraid to speak my mind. I'm sure I was a little more discreet sometimes than I am now. Mm -hmm. But um, it, you know, I learned to speak the truth and stand up for it. And that's that's fantastic. And I've been a reporter and editor all my life, so you have to be, of course, on the side of truth which makes living now kind of hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Truth well, don't worry, Peg. We have, fa- we have Facebook now, Peg. Don't worry. We've, yeah. re- we've, uh, we've replaced objective reporting with Facebook. Everything's fine. I have mm-hmm. Facebook, but I'm about to quit. It is so disgusting. Thank you, Peg. Please do. Yes. Anything beyond Facebook. I don't know. I don't know. TikTok. I don't know. Memes. I lucky learned a few happy faces to put on a text, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Okay. Raise your hand if you have a TikTok account. Okay. <laughs> so the millennial line... and down, millennial and down. Okay. Ra- raise, raise your hand if you watch TikToks. Wait, but you don't have an account. Well, I don't make them. I okay, okay, okay. Now, Steve, where were you in terms of these historical events? What is the first momentous one you remember in your life? Well, that would be the Kennedy assassination of the ones that you brought up. So um, I'm a native New Yorker. I grew up in the Bronx. I was in fifth grade when Kennedy was assassinated. Um, I remember uh, my teacher coming into the room crying and uh, the announcement going out of loudspeaker and uh, they dismissed the classes. We all went home, uh, PS 81 in Riverdale, New York. And uh, everybody was crying on the street. There wasn't, mm-hmm. there wasn't a dry eye. Um, I got home, my mother was home, she was crying. Everybody was crying, it was awful. Mm-hmm. And did your family love Kennedy before? I mean, very much so. Yeah, very, yeah. very much. So. Yeah, we're liberal New York Jews. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what uh, what other events did you feel the world change? Well, I mean, obviously I, not I, I think, I, I think you didn't mention the one that's happening now, where it's happened now, which is the assassination or murder of uh, George Floyd. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's the moment of our current generation right now. Mm-hmm. Steve, what do you what do you think watching the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests going on now compared to what was going on when you were growing up? When I was growing social up, change. Um, I was not uh, well. I grew up in a community that was integrated, and uh, my my parents. Uh, in in uh, when we moved to Riverdale, we moved into a cooperative apartment, and so I had uh, friends of all races and and uh, um, religions, and uh, and we played together, and there was nothing out of the ordinary in that. Um, it was it was a normal thing, and uh, I maintained that most of my life. So. Um, I was not really exposed to racism, uh, except, you know, uh, the kind of mild racism in Jewish communities where racial jokes and stuff like that were common growing up and nobody thought anything of it. Uh, I think, uh, we've grown up from that and, uh, most people, I think, uh, and especially with, with, uh, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, understand things better, uh, and appreciate things better. Um, my dad, uh, is a graduate of Fordham University, uh, in pharmacy and, uh, that school would never have been built except for the sale of black slaves by Georgetown University in order to build Fordham. So I am a beneficiary of, and my father was a beneficiary without ever knowing that that happened of black slavery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and, uh, so we all have a debt to pay. And Steve, when you see you know, these younger generations and they're protesting and they're working towards mm-hmm. social change, do you feel hope that they are continuing on in the civil rights struggle? And are you, are you sort of proud to see people like, you know, Zoomers kind of continuing that work? Do you feel, do you feel good about specifically Veronica, Miriam and Abby? And Alex, and, uh, I, I, I do, but there are so many causes. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I think you know one of my great, great heroes is uh, Malala Yousafzai, and uh, for women's rights. And but there, there are people in in all areas who stand up for the downtrodden, and and uh, those are the people that we need to uh, give our allegiance to and our support to. Mm-hmm. Well, we tried to get Malala, but she. Um... <laughs> put me on she kept me on read she kept me on red is it kept me on read or kept me on red come on zoomers anyone is it kept me on red, red? thank red. you thank you mm-hmm. um alex would you like to talk about where you were when la la land won i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> oh this is the only one <laughs> i can speak on this <laughs> Is that true, Veronica, Miriam? This is the only one on that list that you remember. Yeah, Allison, Allison, uh, OJ, uh, OJ. I was in college, and our professors let us go home from school. <laughs> Why would you mm-hmm. do that? Watch what the hell was going on. Yeah, OJ was the first major televised that thing was huge. That I remember. That was huge. Yeah. Okay. Abby, any any events jump out at you that uh, maybe not even the tragic ones, but the kind of goofier, goofier ones? Uh, um, Britney Spears dancing with that snake. Um, that's a good uh, Taylor Swift uh, at the VMAs, I think, with Kanye West 
Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That was a pivotal moment in my childhood. Yep. Um, yeah. That was my 9-11 when that happened. <laughs> that. And then Veronica and Miriam, I mean, was like Trump getting elected? Was that like a huge kind of yeah. like a... On my birthday. You don't, you don't remember nine... Happy birthday. What a, what a birthday present. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Uh, Veronica, Miriam, you don't remember 9-11? You weren't... I was, I was one month old. So, yeah. So you remember it very well. perfectly. Yeah, I was not alive, but my parents um, work for the airlines, so there's okay. The that. impact of it is resident. sure. Yeah. So it's, there's there's not there's like it's a it's a it's a it's a point of discussion in yes. the house. Okay. But do you do you remember like where were where you were like during like the when Hillary and like Trump were debating and he kept sneaking up behind her like Oh yeah, yeah. I was watching. <laughs> Yeah. And Trump getting elected for me, I got sick the day before the election and was basically passed out in my bed for three days. And I actually think the first thing I asked my dad was like, who won? And just remember mm-hmm. thinking, God. maybe I'm glad and, that I was passed out sick during that. Or just like time to go back to bed. Yeah. Was he just yeah. like, close your eyes again. Just <laughs> try oh, to stay was, asleep for four yeah. years. He was like, you're not going to be thrilled about that. Yeah. Do you remember Obama being elected? A little yeah. bit. I remember I was in elementary school. I remember waking up that morning and asking my mom who won and just sort of being like, okay. I was really into it, I guess, because I named one of my like webkins Obama, but I. <laughs> okay. That's. Mm-hmm. He's actually sitting like right up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve Peck, if you don't know what that means, don't worry. I don't either. Yeah. You're not. <laughs> Yeah. It's now, okay. what if we were to ask Julie, you know, what would be interesting would be who's everybody's like favorite, like comedian or something like yeah. that. Like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. to get the cover, the whole range of, 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 uh, mm-hmm. generations. Mm-hmm. Peg, Peg, who would you say is your favorite comedian, uh, of all time? I don't know that I've ever had a favorite comedian. Well, is there anybody that made you laugh on uh, TV or movies that you would go see their movies or watch watch their show? Not really. I grew up in a serious time. Okay. I was serious. I I don't think I've had a lot of fun. To me, it was fine, but you know. Sure. What do about? You have, do you yeah. have a favorite movie? Huh? Do you have a favorite movie? Well, some of them are pretty awful. I recommended that they show here in my senior living place, Hotel Rwanda, which I thought was one of the <laughs> time, and they all just about died. Gee, Peg. I also like Lava Land. I had okay. okay. times because I was waiting. I wanted there to be a happy ending, and I didn't think it was happy. And I, mm-hmm. I only like movies with happy endings. And Guilty Pleasure, I sometimes have to watch Hallmark movies. Right. Okay. Alike, but you know. Sure, they they go down easy. Down Those, to, yeah, you know. The Hallmark movies, they're it's like it's like mashed potatoes. Yeah, kind of. I don't like mashed potatoes either. But okay. That's what goes. Baked how about, how about music? How about music? What kind of music do, have you enjoyed through your life? I I'm interested in all these younger people who started out talking about their era was represented by this music. Mm-hmm. Because 
when I grew up, there wasn't that much available. You know, you had one radio station you played. Mm-hmm. I came from in South Dakota, they played polkas and mm-hmm. much fun. Um, the music that I like best still is what I had when I was in high school and college and before I had kids. That's the period, I think, where you hang on to the music that you had. Sure. That was, you know, ballads and jazz. Mm-hmm. Like, I like jazz. I like Frank Sinatra. I like Dave Brubeck. Mm-hmm. I've seen quite a few of those people. Sure. Uh, Did you have a piano in your house? Oh, yeah. Did, who played piano? My mother played piano by ear and by I took piano lessons and played by music. I could not play by ear. Because I brought that's... my piano with me. I got a two-bedroom apartment when I moved, so I got room for my piano. That, that's one thing that, that a lot of people don't realize is that every so many houses had pianos in them and that that was such the source of of family entertainment was if you wanted to know a song you bought the 10 cent sheet music for it and that's how you that's how how music got around was through sheet music first my mother was the life of the party wherever she went because she could sit down and play the piano and people would sing or dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always wished that I could do that, but I, you can't make it up for your ear. Sure. But at least you had it in the, in the house, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I have 50 where I live. I have 50 music channels to choose from on my TV. So because television is so poor, I mostly am playing music channels. Okay. Do you like Broadway peg? Do you like yeah. any like yeah. musical? What are, what are some of your favorite Broadway shows? Well, I like the music from Phantom of the Opera. I think the greatest thing I ever saw was uh, Le Miserable, which mm-hmm. was on stage at the Kennedy Center in Washington. It was great. Yeah. Um, I like, you know, uh, King and I and Rogers and those old things. Rogers and Hammerstein. Yeah. You like Sondheim, Peg? Yeah. A little night music. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Send in the clowns. Yeah. So who would be, Peg, one more question. Who would be that one person you would tell somebody, oh, I saw them live? Was it, Would it be Frank Sinatra? Who Who would it be? Him live. Actually, the one I remember the best was Peggy Lee. When okay. I, uh, in high school, uh, four seniors won a trip paid for by the Kiwanis Club to go to Minneapolis and see and just to see Minneapolis, we went shopping at Dayton's and all that. This Minneapolis girl will love this. Um, and then they, two chaperones took us four to this nightclub that was in a hotel. Uh, and Peggy Lee was appearing. I think it was before she was too famous. But she was, I remember she was wearing this beautiful white dress and all kinds of glittery, probably rhinestones, but, you know, we thought they were diamonds. And she sang, she, I don't think she was that great, but... Oh my God! <laughs> gray gabardine dress, you know, watching her. I always wanted mm-hmm. a nightclub singer after that. Oh, that's amazing! Thank you for that. Now, Steve, similar, same, same line of of discussion. Who who would be comedian? Is there a, or what? So, who would be your favorite comedian through your whole life? Well, um, as as a kid, I was. Uh, Alan Sherman records were really were, were really popular, and I was into Alan Sherman as a kid. And uh, 
I guess I graduated to the Borscht Belt crowd and Buddy Hackett was definitely a favorite growing up. Um, Jonathan Winters. Sure. Um, Carol Burnett. Um, I think later Joan Rivers. Okay. And who would be the, um, of all the, all, all the Lenny concerts, Bruce. Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I worked in a repertory, uh, movie theater in Philadelphia for a couple of years. And uh, so uh, I'm team playings of pink flamingos every, oh my every uh, Saturday night, but uh, they did have uh, Lenny Bruce shorts and uh, they were amazing. They were mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. And, uh, and who do, who did you see in person that you would be like, well, that's one that that was one for the ages. Uh, I uh, heard Allen Ginsberg recite Howl when I've done that. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. my God. In Steve. At, at, at the uh, Stony Brook University, they call it now. They used to call well, it Sex and Drugs Stony Brook when I was there. Well, Steve, oh, that's, Steve. That's, that's that's a legendary experience. Yes, Steve, my, my dad is a Jewish boomer from the Bronx, and and you have you, you won a whatever that is bingo you've got your bingo card is is, is it was right in our bingo UC, many times it was right in our uc it was amazing i mean he was just sitting around there was a very small audience i couldn't believe how small it was and uh he bought his boy, boyfriend and mm-hmm. uh it was it was astounding that's so cool allison did you ever see nirvana not in concert <laughs> no A- but did I did you... see Pearl Jam. I went to Hallapalooza, okay. so Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and Temple of the Dog. So those, those Seattle dog. Yeah. Mm. Chris Cornell, I mean, he was hot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he still is in heaven. So mm-hmm. and 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 what's and like what's your favorite movie? Would you say? I know it's a tough question, but number one is Meatballs, which I love the Meatballs episode. <laughs> yes. We because I had a horrible time in sleepaway camp. And I think I wrote that to you that I had a traumatic experience. I was sent at seven and eight to this oh. horrible camp. Cause my brother and sister went there and I cried yeah. every day and I hated color war. Horrible. Yep. But that yep. movie, I was in love with Bill Murray as a little girl. So I, I love that movie. It just Amazing. makes me happy. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a great movie, but it's one of those movies I will watch anytime it's on television. I love sure. it. I love it. And who's the most famous person you ever met? Uh, um, Peter Gabriel. Okay. Amazing. He was amazing. Are you sure it was Peter Gabriel and not like his claymation face with like a train coming out of the mouth? <laughs> I wish it was both, but I got to meet, I was shaking. He was the coolest, nicest man. And we had like a 45 minute conversation. I thought wow. I'd speak to him for like two seconds and wow. I met him at this weird short film that he was in. That was, uh, it was, it's a long story. I don't want to like bore you with it, but I got, my friend made me meet him. I was too shy to meet him. He pulled me over. People were annoying him about his music. I asked him about how he liked working with Martin Scorsese. And that's why he spoke to me for 45 minutes. There sure, you go. The passion of the Christ. Yeah, exactly. I asked him about the soundtrack and everything. And then he asked me what I want to do. And I said, I hope to work with you one day. And he's like, I'm mm-hmm. going to look out for you. Amazing. And he was like, he was like, don't give up. Exactly. Well, somebody said that was his favorite song and that helped them through college. And he rolled his eyes. So I knew not to say that. To him. Oh, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> which I wouldn't do, but it was really, I even rolled my eyes. So when like, I was amazing. overhearing this conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Alex, who are your guys? Chris Farley. Yes. Basically that kind of era of SNL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up, like I hung out at my grandparents' house a lot. So I listened to their records a lot. So I listened to Mel Brooks and all the time. It was like always my favorite. Mm-hmm. Not really like a millennial thing, I guess. But. Yeah. Did you grow up with his, did you like his movies too? Or mostly? Oh, yeah. His, yeah. And they're all fun reruns on TV too. So What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Young Frankenstein? Yeah. Young Frankenstein. My favorite. The dancing, the putting on the Ritz part. Is oh, like yes. The best. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so- is there anyone you saw live that you're going to, you know, have bragging rights later to the younger generation to say, oh, I saw so and so live or I met. I don't know if younger people will care, but I got to see John Prine uh, before he passed away. Oh, that's that great. That's great. Me. Uh, I saw like Modest Mouse in like a small club. Sure. And, um, it's amazing. Yeah, like with like 500 people. Mm-hmm. So. Favorite so movie, Alex? Time. Favorite movie off the top of your head? Uh, I'm trying to think of like a 90s movie. Clueless was huge for me growing up. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't watch it anymore, but it was a really big deal. When you I like was... Heathers? You like Heathers? Yes, love Heathers and The Craft. Okay. Another like, I think, mm-hmm. Era mm-hmm. female ensemble. Clueless was huge though. I remember going to see Clueless in theaters. A fellow millennial here. Clueless was like a, that was a big event. That was a big, big event when that came out. Oh, and Fargo. Yeah, that was big. Sure, it's my favorite. It's my favorite movie. Um, Abby, same question. So for famous or favorite comedians, like anyone from like the early two thousands, like mid two thousands SNL, that's like the era that I primarily grew up with. Um, like I'll buy any of their books, watch any of their TV shows, podcasts, whatever it may be. So you're talking about like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. is that the my Rudolph? That yes, that crew. Uh, mm-hmm. And then for performances or concerts, I saw Cher a couple times within the past couple of years. Um, Great. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> like it when she came out on that fake elephant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. me too. And who have you met anybody of note, Abby? Um, I met Daniel Ellsberg when he went to my school a couple of years ago. Um, he lent all his like original copies of the Pentagon Papers to my school's library. And I was so excited to meet him because I was a journalism major. So he mm-hmm. was like a hero. And his talk was really boring. Um, <laughs> you know, wasn't the most exciting mm-hmm. person to meet, but, you know, I appreciate his work and what he did. <laughs> sure. They all can't be entertaining. <laughs> And then Veronica and Miriam, who are your favorite comics? Um, my favorite comedians are like John Mulaney, Bo Burnham, Mark Marin, and then anyone that's sort of a little bit after what you said about SNL, like right before Jason 2010, Sudeikis. like Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader, Andy Samberg, Kristen Wiig, yeah. that group. Mm-hmm. And mine, also John Mulaney and Julie, I don't want to kiss your ass. But I have to do it, do it, do it because do it, difficult people was like, yeah, like just so such a turning point for me. Like it really felt like, oh my god, I found a comedy series that just like speaks to me. I watched it like I think my freshman year of high school. So like I quite literally have gone through high school with you, just 
difficult people so good. Thank Gen you. Z That's gets amazing. it. They so get much. it. Thank now, Miriam, so Miriam, can I ask you a question? The Bo Burnham yeah. special, when he was saying doing all the stuff, I can't go outside. Why didn't he realize he could go outside? He just had to put a mask on. Did anybody tell him he was um, allowed? I sent this episode to her and I was like, you're yeah. going to want to have to skip through this stuff. <laughs> okay. she, she gave uh-huh. me a warning. Um, I mean, maybe the little room he was in, like, didn't have the news, TV, social media. Maybe well, no one told him he could wear a mask. I don't. I would say sure. if he could order that kind of equipment and have that shipped to his house, <laughs> He could maybe check out the COVID protocols also. Maybe but he's like a germaphobe. Me. That's just know. me. Look, the if end he were result a germaphobe, he... there would have been a song about him being a germaphobe. That's hey, true. He would have... hey, look who's inside again. I am a germaphobe. Um, <laughs> now, Miriam and Veronica, who have you met anybody of note? No, My dog spoke. No, I haven't. Okay. I, really I mean, haven't. like bucket list is for me to see like Kylie Minogue live. Sure. I, sure. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time to wrap up with sort of a more universal question that Brett had come up with, which is just the sort of what advice would you give to your younger self question? Um, whatever that means to you. No, no, Peg. What what are you with this whole range of of people here today going all the way? Wh- who's the youngest person here to age wise? What would be the youngest age? Me, I'm eighteen. Eighteen. I have a grandson about to turn eighteen next month. Uh, one is twenty. One is about to turn fifteen, and a granddaughter of twenty nine. So I have kids in all these age groups. I can't keep up with all their music and all their comedians, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I would like to recommend to them and to all of you read books. I don't think people are reading books much anymore compared to what we used to do when that was all we had. We didn't have an internet and television. And you get a lot out of reading, and I worry that a lot of that is being lost. That's not very exciting advice, but. I'd say don't spend all your time on the internet and memes and all that stuff. You, life can go on without it. Mm-hmm. Tom well, wrote a book. That's fantastic of advice. Tom, Tom is in favor of that advice because I'm a favorite peg. I wrote a book. It came out last week. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's Peg's Pe- Peg's faint like, approval is well, everything yeah. right now. I've been for 10 years and haven't done it yet. So I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. It was, it was, it was a great experience. Julia's written more than one book. Uh Um, Brett is actually writing a book about, uh, his, his glazes and rubs. He's he's kind of a, somewhat of a chef. He makes, uh, it's not a cookbook though. It's a novel. It's a novel. Yeah. He's like a foodie. Peg, would you have any advice for your younger self? For my younger self? Don't be so shy. I used to be very shy. I never learned to speak up and have have an opinion until I was um, in college. I had a great teacher who brought me out of myself. That's what I would say. Speak well, up. That is outstanding advice. Don't be so shy. Speak up. Speak up for what you believe. Amazing. That's that's so great. Thank you. Uh, we're but I do. We'll thank everybody once. But thank you, Peg. This has been such a treat yeah. for you to to talk to us today. Now, Thank Steve, eye opening. I've never even seen or heard a podcast. 
So it was pretty funny to be on one. Well, you your first time out and you... You're not going to get you, better than this one, Peg. No, this was I, I would recommend that you start and end with this one based on what else is out there. Trust me. Because I have to go to dinner. My partner is here now and I have to go. Of so. course. Okay, then we're going to well, say Peg, goodbye to you, Peg. Thank you, Peg. thank you so much for your time. I love you, Peg. Thank you. Well, that, I won't do that again. Oh. <laughs> they started out late, and I can't get out of here now. Well, let me reflect on what Peg said, and because and, uh, I was an introvert growing up. Well, just before you say that, Steve, was Peg yeah. saying I won't do that again? I guess we're not getting her back on the show anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Called a hot mic. Did she still win, Julie? Yeah. In fact, in fact, in fact, even more. She won even more. (laughs) Yes. Somehow, like, yeah, I don't. I'm gonna do that again. She's got. She's got dinner plans. Referring to her troubles with her computer. That's generous, Steve. I appreciate that. Well, we could all afford to be a little more generous. Yeah. It's true. Um, You're right. You're right. Um. I, um, I've been practicing yoga for 48 years and I wish I'd started sooner. And, uh, that's my recommendation, uh, for life. And are you, are you encouraged by what you learned today from the youth, from, from these, from the, the, the our future? The- I, I, I am. Um, but I, I've, I've always been, I'm, I'm somewhat disconnected. I think, uh, uh my daughters try to keep me more connected to, uh, the younger generations and uh, keeps me young to uh, to connect with them and, and their kids. And uh, I mean, my, my daughter has has friends with with children that she babysits for, and I'm you know I feel really connected to them as well. And uh, I'm amazed at what they're learning and what the, the new generation and technology and, and connectedness is all about. I think in some ways we're too much connected and uh, need to make sure that we have time for ourselves to understand ourselves more deeply and uh, not to be so um, in, engaged in, in what's on the media and what the media tells us we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to kind of think for yourself. Be authentic. Be authentic. Great. That's great advice. That's a great way to put it. And then advice to your younger self or observations or advice to other other generations, Allison? You don't have any dinner plans, Steve. You're not going to jump off now and say. No, I'm not going anywhere. Well, My daughter's here watching me anyway. <laughs> I have to see how embarrassing Steve's going to be like, well, <laughs> I should doing that again. another day down the toilet. <laughs> like everybody one by one insults us on the way out. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. There was no. Pearl Harbor and then there was this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, Allison, uh, advice to younger self to me would probably be: don't let people dim your light, and don't let people gaslight you. Um, and I wish I had been more uh, ecologically, uh, or just more environmentally knowledgeable when I was younger, as I am now, because I'm very environmentally conscious, and I really care about what's going on with. The earth and animals and how the world is on fire because I live in Seattle now and I'm from New York oh, originally gosh. and I have no AC and we live through the 
heat wave and I almost felt like I was going to die. So it felt like hell here. Um, Advice just in general, uh, just keep your sense of humor, no matter how much life lets you down because it keeps you sane, having a sense of humor. And um, I try to be friends with everybody from all generations because I think we could learn from every single generation, especially the younger generation. Um, but I love Peg and Steve. They're pretty awesome. Just yeah. listening to them speak. And we're going to move to now just going by a, apparently you've. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with my computer is having some technical difficulties. <laughs> all right. It matters that you're here is what matters. Um. I think I would tell my younger self that I was doing fine. You're doing fine. And, you know, you're into weird stuff like punk music and old movies. And that's actually awesome, even though you don't have many friends because of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, to keep going and it'll get you to a place that you really uh, are happy in um, with a bunch of other weirdos like you. Um, what is there another part of that question? Just sort of what, what did you learn today from other generations and what are you excited about? Oh yeah. I love, yeah. I loved hearing from the older generations. I feel like, um, like I identify with maybe like the Gen X perspective, maybe just because of the, my parents are older and, and I grew up watching older TV and records and stuff like that. So uh, really appreciate that perspective. I know sometimes Gen X people feel forgotten, at least talking to my friends. Well, we're cranky. Uh, Gen X, we're, we're cranky <laughs> pantses. We're crab apples. <laughs> but yeah, I really loved hearing from Peg. She was, she won in my opinion as well. <laughs> <laughs> Never doing and this again. Yeah, I'm really optimistic about oh. the younger generations, especially like showing up in the social movements that's going on around me and how it's youth led and i'm i'm just here for it and i'm gonna always back them up fantastic awesome abby um i guess my advice for my younger self would just to be more open and not be so introverted i'm a very shy person naturally but i've kind of gotten better over time just by talking to more people talking to different people so just being more open in general to socializing um and one thing I learned today kind of goes along with that, but just like talk to older people or people of other generations. Cause I feel like in my mind, they can be kind of intimidating. It's like the classic, like, okay, boomer, like whatever you say, but um, yeah, just being open to talking to more people in general. That's and kind great of great advice. Yeah. <laughs> and today you just experiencing all of this was uh, any, any takeaways that'll impact you? going forward um yeah just again actually like listening to people not just Mm -hmm. seeing people talk or like hearing but actually listening to what they're saying Mm -hmm. does that make sense and and learn and remembering to stop la la land before the ending (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) if you turn it off it's over i like the part in la la land when ryan gosling explains jazz Jazz. oh god that's my favorite part where he's like i'm gonna tell y'all what jazz is about city of stars get your notebooks out 
it, you're in jazz school now. <laughs> Professor Veronica, Gosling. Professor <laughs> Gosling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica, Miriam, what would you tell your younger selves? Um, I think I would probably tell myself to just be like more vocal about the things I'm passionate about because maybe I'm going to be judged, but at the end of the day, I'll be happier if I'm just being myself and, you know, actually finding people that I enjoy talking to and spending time with um, and just taking more risks. I'm also pretty shy by nature. So even doing something like this is taking a risk that I probably wouldn't have even, you know, two or three years ago. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I'm great. with Miriam, just like taking advantage of more things like this. We were both like, should we do this? And then yeah. like, I kind of got her to do it. And we obviously don't regret it. Very fun. Not like Peg. <laughs> like Peg. Thank you. No, I, yes. I'm leaving this still saying it was a good choice. Good. Yes. Milk was a bad choice. Remember? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. And, and now, one thing I do want to say is that this November, Julie and Brett are going to. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not going for to the Terra International Lingua. Chili Championship. I am not going. I'm not going. If anyone here wants to join them, him, in him, got, got an extra spot, the, extra the royal for them. You. I'm not going. They're going to be a little Murphy bed, pull down Murphy bed action, right? No. Pepto Bismol. Yeah. Involved. Julie, what are you going to do if you actually went and then Brett canceled? <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> then it's, it's just not you and Carolyn. No, it's then it's Wicker Man. Then we are in Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. the one who vol. It's Wicker Man only like day one. I burn myself mm-hmm. in the Wicker Man. And the other thing is, if you eat all that chili, then you'll be sicker, comma <laughs> man. All right. I think that's uh, I think that'll that'll do Peg. <laughs> no, Peg just texted me that joke. Uh, so I just I felt the I felt the need to say it out loud. I didn't like it, but I wanted to respect uh, the greatest generation, clearly not the greatest joke writing generation with that one. But uh every other way the greatest generation. So should we end with a sing along of a song that we all know no matter when we were born, Brett? Yeah. But kick it off. Yeah. Um, 99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99, 99 bottles, bottles of beer. Of beer. Yeah, take one take down. down. Pass it around. 98 bottles of beer on the wall. 98 bottles of beer on the wall. 98 bottles of beer. You take one down. Pass it around. 97 bottles of beer on It should be kombucha, right? No, I'm, I'm sorry. Matcha oat latte. I mean, latte. you're not wrong. Like, I, I do drink it, so. Well, of course, but it's not only, not only you, you're not the only one drinking kombucha. They wouldn't have a you wall of it us. at it's Target. Okay. It's okay. You can pick Target has kombucha now. We're not going to pick on you. No, we're not. You guys are the, you're kombucha. the ones who've rejected the gender binary. You have done so much in so little time. It is yes. astonishing. No. No, it's truly what you're, what you're dismantling and how ancient it is and how formidable it is and how funny and cool. I, listen, I watch the TikToks. I watch the TikToks. You're up to trouble. Good trouble. You're doing good trouble. Yeah. Except for the side of TikTok they don't show me, which is people who are like giving, you know, 
and like, what's it? Influencer or, um, and... doing shots out of dead fish. What is Whoa. that? Oh, that's that? bad. I was thinking of the <laughs> yeah. The... Thinking of like standards of beauty that in, at influencers and influencer houses, but people are doing shots out of dead fish. Unless those are bears, that's not okay. But if they are grizzly bears, I'm in favor of it. Yeah. Now we uh, we appreciate everyone taking the time and sharing their version of their lives today. It was very educational, but it was so much fun. Also, I I thought it was beautiful. Thank you all so much for joining us and live long and prosper. I don't know how to sign off, Tom. You say beep boop, nanu nanu. Just say beep boop, nanu nanu. Beep boop. I was thinking nanu nanu, yes. Yes, nanu nanu. Yes. Yes, say nanu nanu. Yes, there we go. Meanwhile, everyone younger than Allison is like, they're all having strokes, and that's fine. Yeah. Now this is all right, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Okay, thank you. This was fun. Well, that was fun. Yes, I agree. So much wisdom, so much knowledge, so much uh, humor. And I'm I'm, I'm talking about Brett. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but laughs out of me. Just a constant. Uh, Sometimes I I surprise myself. Sometimes you scare yourself. You go, boo. Yeah. Boo. Huh. Who did that? Me. (laughs) Ah, Okay. Horror for one. It's like a personal pizza, personal horror movie. Boo. Ah. So, <laughs> well, don't you think that's what nightmares are? It's it's like your brain is just like, all right, time to write like a horror movie that will only like really, really scare Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, remember watch, that watch lady, you know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. As if I was, as if they're sitting down going like, now tell me what scares you. Mm-hmm. And you list but, it all. And then they're like, okay, now we're going to make a a, a movie, a bespoke movie <laughs> that will play only in your brain while right, you're but asleep. Like, but you'd lie because you wouldn't tell them the real stuff only in nightmares. Mm-hmm. They know the real stuff. So you mm-hmm. can't say, oh, I don't know, snakes. Yeah. It's like the feeling that I felt when I was nine. <laughs> yeah, that's weird indescribable feeling and then they're like we can fit that into the thing we'll get that in there and by the way you know all that stuff you didn't mention we know that too Mm -hmm. but do you mind if we bend a few details so that you're doing this in your uh yeah current home like college yeah yeah, it'll be like in your current home but you're going to be 10 i mean I think they're worth, like, I know they were nominated for, like, six Emmys. As many as the Bo Burnham special. My mm-hmm. my nightmare brain was nominated for, um, one was for just for casting, which is weird because it's me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got nominated for your own. No, no, my nightmare, the, the producers of my nightmare. Okay. My nightmares got some Emmy nominations. That's great. For well, them. It's so funny because my nightmare is 
about a football coach going to England and coaching a soccer team. <laughs> so my nightmare actually got nominated for 20 Emmys. Four. Uh, it's uh, Julie Vision. That's the name of my production company. My, my nightmare production company is Julie Vision. But there's no winking. Catherine Hahn no. never winks. No. I'm still barreling through my neo-noir Okay. Flicks, Brett. Are you still in that? In yeah, that zone? yeah. I just watched um, this week. I watched uh, across 110th Street and, and Night Moves. Two two Across. good ones on that. Oh my that god, list. Gene Hackman's such an asshole in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, he drops like the f word like right away, and you're like, "Am I supposed to?" It's that dirty Harry thing you were talking about on the best show, Tom. Where it's like, I, how, "I'm supposed to root for these cops?" Yeah, they're like the worst people in the world, and you're like, yeah. "Isn't he cool?" Because he's a cop and also an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not an anomaly. And it kind of had a, a little little John Landis plot twist halfway through. Do you have you watched that whole movie? I didn't get through that part. I, I only watched like the first half because I just I'm so alienated by how awful he is. He's bad. He's bad. Yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. bad person. And this is he plays Bob Seeger in this. What is it? Gene yeah, yeah, Hackman a- plays Bob Seeger. But not a biopic. It's just like, what if Bob Seger was a private detective? Well, the, uh, Brett. Oh, he I isn't a cop. Say. He's a he's a he's a dick. He's not a. a right cop. there, I would watch what? that in a second. Bob Seger, PI. Seger, PI. Um, I speaking of Gene Hackman, I did watch some of um Crimson Tide, which I guess Tarantino punched up because at one point a mm-hmm. a fight breaks out on the submarine about who the best Silver Surfer was. Yeah, that is. And Denzel Wash is like. He's like, stand down, soldiers. He's like, and Jack Kirby Silver Surfer was. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And meanwhile, Gene Hackman brings a dog on a submarine. Uh, excuse me. No, that's my take. Do you guys like submarine movies? Is that a is that that's a genre I can really wrap my head around? The submarine movie. Seem a little. Well, I will say this is the first one I've seen. And when a fire broke out in the kitchen, this was my reaction. There's a kitchen. <laughs> Like what? Like there's no fire on a plane. They microwave yeah. that stuff. No, I would watch I that. Submarine Kitchen. I would watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd host that. You'd host that. Be the first Forever Dog reality show, like straight to series. Yeah. Welcome to Submarine Kitchen. I'm your host, Brett. What What did you? Uh, that's a, such a great question. A kitchen and a submarine. I guess I assume that they had like a cooler or something. Full, <laughs> yes, full of, it should be like, like an out and a rocket or on a plane. I'm yeah. always impressed that they managed to bake those cookies. Yeah, it should be a convection oven. There's fire. What are you doing with fire? Really, you guys can't go like a month without pork chops. The few times in my life I've gotten to fly on somebody else's dime, mind you. Uh, anything class. over coach um i'm gonna say this to anybody who is yet to experience it because look i don't live there if i'm paying out of my pocket of course i'm in coach just I'm finish the sentence and talk about come on just talk about being in first come on when they they bring oh, yeah. it this freaking sunday bar oh they the wheel best. this sunday through if the you best. were on the ground yeah. you'd be like yeah i'm okay that does not look oh. that good. That makes like, one of us. But I'm just saying, like, I can do better. Like, on the I've ground. Ne- I don't know. I've never passed a Sunday bar oh, where I didn't want did to, like, demolish it. Did I say I would pass it, it up? Okay, no, fine. I'm just yeah, saying, no. but I can, ju- I, can, I, I, can pro- I can put it in its proper place in the in the range of Sunday options. It would be like, yeah, it's on the lower end of things. This is almost like lemonade stand level. Uh, I understand. But when you're it up comes- in the air. And they wheel that thing down. Yeah. 
I tell you, that is the greatest thing I've ever eaten in my life. You know what they should do is they should play like Here Comes the Bride when it comes down the aisle mm-hmm. because you're basically like crying with happiness when you see yeah. it coming towards you. Yeah. Here come the scoops. Here come the scoops. Would you like some hot fudge? We've also got butterscotch. Can you believe there's nuts? Yeah. And then I'm like, because they're like, would you like? I'm like, yes. (laughs) And they're like, I didn't finish. I'm like, but I did. Yes. And they were like, the question was, would you like to take over in the cockpit? The pilot has collapsed. Yeah. I'm just like, yes, I would. (laughs) Are you going to bring that Sunday up front? It's you at the in the cockpit. Yeah. With like globs of chocolate fudge all over your face. Just like trying to wipe. I got butterscotch on my hand. Let me wipe it off on this button. Don't wipe it off on the button, you idiot. You're like, I could do anything. We're losing altitude. What did you do? I got hot fudge on my finger. I just wiped it off on that button that said do not press. Whoops. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tom. This hot fudge get a, gets all over the place. You get a first class hot fudge Sunday in you, and you feel like you're invincible. And yeah. You're like, and, I can fly the plane. Yeah. Oh, no. I feel like I can do anything. It's like, I'm probably going to land on, and when, as soon as I get over the <laughs> ground, I'm ready to take over the planet because I'm in first class. I feel so superior to every other human. And then you just get back to the airport. You're just like, you're like, ah, I'm just nothing you're like, again. You're like, I ate too much butterscotch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like Dark well, Man. The- it's like Dark Man. It runs out. Suddenly I'm like, what happened? I got no powers. Like Dark Man. I don't know what Dark Man. I never saw Dark Man. I know what it is, but I never saw it. Um, don't don't give me shit because I haven't seen Dark Man. That's the last thing I need right now. If you Is think the two of I'm you picking the two of you rank- picking on me, no, the two of you picking on me because I haven't seen Dark Man. Do you think I'm gonna pull rank on you because I've seen Dark Man once <laughs> and you? He, I'm one ahead of you only because I like, saw it the week it came out. I never go like, back to Dark Man. Was he like Deadpool? Dark Man was who? Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson. No, was he? Yeah, and Francis McDormand's in it. I got a clip here. You want to see a clip from Dark Man? It's yes. me, Dark Man. <laughs> you have to realize I have a certain set of skills. God, I love you, darling. Oh, it's good <laughs> to be back. Oh, Tony Hastings. I'm going to win for you the biggest, <laughs> fuzziest, pinkest animal doll in that rack. Yes. And then I got to run. Sir. You always have to what? run. Why does it always have to be so dramatic? I have what my is this movie? Tools. I'm not 100% cured yet, but I soon will be. Where is this place exactly? Hey, I want to be involved somehow. Can I at least take you back there? No. So Liam Neeson is angrily no. throwing <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> he's throwing balls at the milk jugs, which are clearly bolted down because he's hitting them directly, kind of right? Is he hitting them? He's getting oh. angrier and angrier. Uh, the pink elephant, please. I'm sorry, buddy. It don't count unless you're behind the line. What? I was behind the line. Not so hard. he just wanted a carnival game, and this carny's right being a real dingus to him. And I have now, a feeling that Liam Neeson is going to, like, what, transform please. into a Hulk or something? No way. 
doesn't matter, Pete. It matters. I won pink elephant for my girlfriend. <laughs> Why don't you just uh, get lost, pal? <laughs> elephant. This sounds like something you'd make up, Tom. Didn't you hear me? Like you'd act this out. Weirdo. Didn't you hear me? Pink elephant for my girlfriend. Uh oh. Oh, God. There's some body horror in uh, Dark Man. Take it. No. Take it. Take the fucking elephant. <laughs> Please, no. Forgive me. <laughs> Dark man. Wait! This looks like a good movie. Sam Raimi directed Dark Man, right? Sam Raimi? Yeah, Sam Raimi. Oh, did he? So it's got all those push-ins and the, Yeah, I was gonna say the camera work is Raimi-esque. Well, if you don't if 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 you don't watch Dark Man before next week's episode, you may as well not listen to next week's episode. Yeah. Do you remember Peg's favorite movie? Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> she plays it for all the people at the home. She said we she tries like... to play it in the home. I thought that was one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. She's like, I like to play movies like Hotel Rwanda for everybody in the home. And they don't like it. It's like, Peg, I have a new hero. And it is Peg. We all, we, we all want to grow up to be Peg. Tough. Peg is... uh, you have a problem at work? Tough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Peg is programming movie night. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes, oh, Jesus. Yeah. 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 Antichrist part two. <laughs> well, we already saw part one last week, you whining babies, she yeah. calls them. The cream master cycle. <laughs> <laughs> All five parts. Peg's Peg like, loves Matthew Peg's like, Barney. You don't like it? Tough. Tough. I'm watching it. <laughs> if somebody wants to. I know we haven't solicited merch ideas for a while, but it would be great if somebody could draw a picture of Jimmy Jazz in a fedora standing on top of me, standing on top of Tom with a big mm-hmm. trench coat yeah. saying, what is it saying? My name is Chili Willie and I'd like to enter the Terralingua Chili Contest. Yes, that's literally what it would say. My name is Chili. Li- My name is Chili Willy, and I, I'm I want to enter the Terralingua Chili contest. Yeah, we want. Please draw that. Thanks. And then I also want a uh, like and like me and Julie and like Men in Black style, right? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, right. That's cool. Yeah. And then we're like pointing the thing, the the eraser thing. But what and could that be instead? We erase all the bad podcasts from your memory. Right. Could they be mozzarella sticks? What if they're just mozzarella sticks? Or they're just <laughs> mozzarella sticks. I like that. It's just us holding mozzarella sticks. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like, we're going to erase their memory. What I'm going to do now is uh, 
erase my previous cholesterol number by eating <laughs> this this mozzarella stick. I'm gonna that number is gonna be a distant memory. Well, well I, I want to tell you guys too. Uh, this is uh, actually Abigail, who we had on. Uh, she didn't mention this on the show, but Abigail, who we had on, representing like the tweener. She was between uh, millennial yes, yes. and Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, she told me this, which I just had to share. Because um, Double Threat has been responsible so far for a for an engagement. Right, we we had an engagement oh. on air that that. Uh, uh, that worked out well for everybody involved. And then we also apparently are responsible for inducing a pregnancy because, oh, no. um, because an animal pregnancy, uh, because, oh, uh, better. uh, uh, she says, uh, let's see, Abigail said, uh, 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 while she, while she was listening to the mother's day episode with Jackie Hoffman, she was listening to it out loud. The mother's day episode with Jackie Hoffman, uh, her cat gave birth while she was listening <gasps> to this episode. And this is a picture of the kitten. That was born. Its name is Peep, and it is nine weeks old. Oh, Hold this is gonna blow your mind. Hold on, this is Peep. What? <laughs> oh my God! Um, Peep is like my origin story is complicated. <laughs> Look at that tail. How's Peep? How did that's he? A, how did he get out of the? That's the biggest tail I've ever seen <laughs> on an adult-sized cat, let alone Peep nine weeks. Peep is week. so cute. Peep, I'll, little patchwork cat. I'll post this photo on uh, at Double Threat Pod on our Instagram and Twitter. Peep, the the first Double Threat baby. Oh yeah. my goodness! So was it? It was the episode that induced labor. Well, she said what well, she was playing the episode out loud, and then and then the cast started giving birth, and it was the Mother's Day episode. <laughs> uh, so you know, you make your own connections Aww. there. Awesome! The magic of That's podcasting. Really, it's a oh, really welcome, cute Peep. cat. Welcome to the world, Peep. Got a. Got to get a scrunchie for that tail. I says to everybody, thank you for listening. I says, follow, follow us on social medias. And I says, rate and review us over it and subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And send Brett lots of nice emails. Nice yeah. emails. Some clips. Nothing. Doublethreadpod at gmail.com. And we'll be here next week and we love you and thank you for listening. And what else? Pretty litter. Pretty litter is great. No one asked me to do ads for it, but I, I buy it out of my own pocket. It's terrific. It's really great. Sorry. Go ahead, Tom. I'm just going to say one thing when it comes to being the best in the biz, there's Julie Klausner and then it's everybody else. Oh, yeah. There's one list that has Julie Klausner on it. There's one that has everybody else. Wow. You're the best, Tom. You know I love you. And you know that, and you, uh, I'm going to take that to the grave this November. Um, <laughs> so, well, before Tom expires, please yes. buy his book, yeah, which is a national bestseller. It's going to let's be, make it yeah. an international bestseller. Let's make it an interplanetary bestseller. There we go. Let's get those get sales Richard on Branson Mercury to, going. And we love you, and. We uh, are so glad to be able to do this show for you every week, and we'll be back next week with more good things. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Well, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 
For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.